big city of dreams. Right now we're like five or six teetering in that area now. The next thing is getting us to be a little bit more uncomfortable at getting to the three-point line. Um, touch fouls, I think, is another thing that we can be better at uh, and improve on. But I'm, I'm definitely happy about the way that we're um, shutting down the paint. We are back. Yes, sir. What's going on? It's Jealous from Nick Time Show here. Give you that Nick's talk. Justin Nick Time. You just heard Fizz talking about how we have improved our interior defense. We are number five or six or something like that, according to him. And points in the paint. But we still set threes, though. <laughs> but we are, we are work in progress. We are work in progress. We are yeah. in progress. But yeah, I am Jealous from Nick Time Show. And to my left is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G in the building. Yeah, man. And today we have a guest who's going to be here for the first few minutes to help us talk us through this Nets breakdown. It's the foul mouth, lovable, posting and toasting writer, Sweeney. What's going on, Sweeney? What's up, man? How's it going? I'm excited, man. I know we just lost, watched the Knicks kind of lose yeah. the Nets game. And I know you're going to give us some feedback on that. But, you know, I'm, I'm still glad to be here. There's certain things to be happy about in Knicks Lane, even though there's a lot of things to be uh, yeah. <laughs> very disappointed about. Yeah, dis- <laughs> yeah disappointed, perturbed, whatever <laughs> adjective you want to use, man. <laughs> How are you feeling today, Sweeney? Yeah. Uh, I've been better. I've been better. <laughs> but uh, not too bad, I guess. Yeah. So All things considered. All things considered. So, so Sweeney, I... Let us know how did you, what did you think about this Nets game, man? Tell us about your favorite coach and the way he coached this game. <laughs> uh, you know, like as as much as I dislike so much of what he did, if he just didn't play Knox at the two to start each half, we probably win the game because those minutes were like huge negatives for us. Yeah, um, and or not? I mean, sorry. Yeah, he did it to. I think he did it also at the close of the first half also. So, like, you know, those are the minutes that really killed us. And it's like, I'm not even blaming. I mean, look, Knox didn't play well. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, you play him at the two. I'm, I'm not really sure what you expect. Like, he's yeah, clearly yeah. not going to be good there. So, <laughs> obviously, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. What to, I, don't, I really don't know what to do with that. And it's like, you know, the funny thing is actually when Knox played minutes at the three in the first half, that unit actually cut into the lead pretty good. Um, I think it was like DSJ dot Knox, something like that. And maybe one with Ellington too, but it's like, yeah, I know. I, it just, some of the stuff he does, it's like, I don't really think it's that hard, but yeah, he does it every night. So apparently it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a head scratch. It's a head scratcher to me when you have somebody like, um, Dotson who I don't remember the the numbers off the top of my head, but I know Mm -hmm. the numbers with him and Frank together have been a pretty positive for this team. So if RJ is sick, yeah, and you chose to you know plug in that two spot. I think you would go Dotson or Ellington. It was a head scratcher for me for, mm-hmm. for Fizz to go with Knox, who was six seven yes and lean yes, slow footed also yes, um and not he, able he, to make the correct reads on the defensive end. I don't understand that. Yeah, he just he's just not he just not he just doesn't have guard skill. Like he's a forward. Yeah, Knox. Yeah. Yeah, the thing about positionless basketball is you have to be able to be 
positionless on offense and defense and not just offense. And I don't think Fizz no, gets like, that. The, the whole thing with position, like he doesn't actually understand what positionless basketball means because like he just thinks that means you can switch everything and have like 98 big guys on the floor together as long as some of them shoot threes. And it's like, that's actually not how that works. It's like, it's more about skill sets. So like, yeah, yes. you can have, you know, five different, you know, you don't need a traditional point guard. Yeah, of course you don't need, but you need to have a balance of skills. Mm-hmm. You can't just have like, like, I don't know how, I honestly cannot imagine watching us play this entire year on the bench, every game in practice, like Brandon Morris just sucked. Like they suck. It's horrible watching them play together because they both like get the ball. They both stop the ball. Right? Yeah. They're not mm-hmm. like quick decision players. And they both like to like kind of do an op. They both like to operate in a lot of the same areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like you end up overlapping all the time and it's just and and then like Morris Morris is better at the four than he is at the three defensively yeah, yeah. and like Randall just sucks on defense and really just sucks at everything right now. Um, <laughs> so like I just I don't know I I don't really it's just weird to me because like to me when I looked at the roster and everyone was like ha 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 the Knicks have all these power fours and I was like yeah but like actually it doesn't matter because we have like five big guys for two big man positions. So mm-hmm. this yeah. really isn't like a big crisis. And, appara- and especially because Mitch can't stop fouling anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It shouldn't be a problem at all. But um, yeah, like instead, you know, he's like force. He, he did it again today. He, he did it last game too, where he had the, the Morris Randall Portis lineup out there. And it's like, that just, it doesn't need to happen. Like I'm not the biggest Zoe fan at all, but mm-hmm. if there was ever a game where you just needed a guy that could like, just get you a bucket, create you a bucket. It was a game like this. And like, I guess maybe I can respect Fizz for sticking yeah. to like, decision. you yeah. know, Oh yeah. Like, like I'm okay. That's fine. But then like, but the consistency of what he's doing kind of sucks. So like, I don't really know. <laughs> I just, it's just like, you know what it is? It's, and this, I said this during the Spurs game too, where it was like, you know, he had this respect. He had that ridiculous comment after the game where he was like, they're like, what, what, what happened? And like, I obviously he's not going to like, you know, give you a detailed explanation of like what happened, but it was like, he was like, Oh, we were just stuck in mud. And I was like, even during the game, I commented on it in the second half. Cause I was like, Oh, like all of a sudden we're playing smaller now. And it's not even small. Like we still had two bigs on the floor most of the time, mm-hmm. but it's like smaller for us. And all yeah. of a sudden, like the defense looks better and like yeah. the ball is moving better. We're getting out on the break more. Absolutely. And like, that's what happened in the first half. That's yeah. happened in the first half of DSJ today yes. where we played smaller and we were getting out in the in an open court. And like, he was diming guys up in the corners for threes and shit like that. And like, and then in the second half, we just went away from that again. And yeah. Like, yeah. I guess we like turned it into a street ball kind of game and like almost <laughs> came back. But it's just like, <laughs> yeah, like every every bucket is like this grind, man. It's like it's it's so hard. And it's like I'm watching games every night, and it's like 135, 125, like 140, 130. I'm watching games like this every single night, and it's like we can never get a game like that unless we play the Cavs who have nobody on the team and Julius Randle is randomly super hot that night. Like yeah. that's the only mm-hmm. time we could do that. Yeah. I, I was looking at, I, I've been thinking about it. I think, I don't know what the league average is scoring is. I think it's like 116 or something like that. Yeah. But, but not even just that, like we didn't score. Oh, we've only scored over 121 this entire year. Like I, yeah. I'm, yeah. I without looking, without looking, I can almost guarantee that no, every other team has done it multiple times. 
Like, yeah. I, I'm almost positive that. The only other team that maybe hasn't is Orlando, who yeah. also suck on offense and have no spacing and have, like, 98 big guys. Except they actually have 98 big guys. We have five big guys. We have Mitch, we have Todd, we have uh, Randall, mm-hmm. we have Portis, and then we have Morris, who is, like, a four but can kind of play the three a little bit. Okay, yeah, like, right. that, That's what we have. And for some reason, we're we're – and it's like, I don't know, it's crazy. I Somebody tweeted at me today and was like, they, they were like, are we the only team that, like, runs our offense through the front court this much? Yes. Like, yes. And I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I think so. Yes. Like, I think so because yes. Marcus Moore, like, even when I watch Denver, I'm like, all right, like, Jokic has the ball a lot, but, like, Jamal Murray, mm-hmm. like, and, like, I mean, I guess, I, I again, this is today something, again, where, like, today, like, Frank didn't shoot well, but I'm happy he was shooting. I'm yes. like, this, yeah. he's shooting and, and Dennis Smith. Yeah, true. And Dennis, actually, Dennis Smith, I was like, I wanted him to shoot more because I thought he got into a rhythm and then he started like hesitating again. He, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's weird with him, but like, I want them to just shoot more. And I think like we should be like, that's, I don't even care if they miss because yes. I think yeah. we're getting better shots. shots at it. Yes. And I want the big guys inside. Cause we're like this dominant offensive rebounding team instead of like having Morris and Randall create. And it's like not even, you're asking them to do so much. Like, okay, we're just going to toss you the ball at the top of the key. Mm-hmm. Now go, like go go get me a bucket like they're not you know it's like they're not kevin durant man like that's just not their game and you're asking them to do that and like it makes me especially randall it makes me hate randall yeah and it's it's like i don't know i I don't know today was just it it was a very frustrating game because like i I don't know i'm sure people on twitter are like killing frank because he went whatever three of eleven but it's like i don't know maybe you just watch basketball a little more because like I mean, I think what didn't didn't we had twenty six? I was just counting in my you know in my own head or whatever. But I'm pretty sure only like I think he had twenty eight maybe finished with. He only had six of those on Frank. So yeah. like mm-hmm. he was getting switched all the time. He called for like fifty screens. Like if if you're watching that game and you think the problem is Frank, like yeah. I don't know, man. I I just don't see it because yeah, like. Like I don't, again, we didn't even see the the, the Dennis said Frank lineup. They played for like two minutes in the first half. They looked pretty good, and then you know we never saw that again. And it's like, can we at least if we're gonna play all these big lineups? I just can we experiment small like once? Yeah, can we do I, think, once I think you're so hard. Absolutely, absolutely. I didn't see yeah. much of the game. But I saw the second quarter, and I feel like we made that run when we had the small lineup. And all of a sudden, those open threes that these guys were getting in the first quarter, they weren't happening in that in that with that second unit. I think it is because we got it a lot smaller, man. So yeah. I, I'm definitely with you. And I'm also definitely with you that we need these guards to shoot more. Cause, just because, like you said, the quality of the shots. The quality of the yeah, shots. And it's, like, it's so weird to me because I feel like the standard for Frank is like crazy because he shot... He shot, he shot bad the first two years. So now, like, if he doesn't shoot well, everyone's like, well, so he can't shoot. And it's like, okay, but like, you know, for, we had what? I think we had 18 turnovers tonight. Mm-hmm. He had zero. Mm. He's zero. Like, like you know what he is right now? I'm sure. You, I'm sure you guys watch football. So like, I'm a, I'm a Bills fan, right? Mm-hmm. And we didn't make the playoffs for like 98 years. Okay, yeah. we didn't make the playoffs forever. And the year we made the playoffs, Tyrod Taylor was a quarterback, and it was it was very frustrating to watch him play quarterback when he was on the Bills because he would just like you know you would see a guy coming over and open across the middle of the field, and he would like not throw it to him. Right. And, right. and that's annoying. You're like, Oh my God, you're leaving that play on the field. Like, and then you're watching other teams move the ball up and down. And you're like, what the hell? But, but he never turned the ball over. He never mm. turned the ball over. 
So which is great. We got to the playoffs because yeah, because we never turned the ball over. Yeah, yeah. So we were never in negative field position. We didn't give teams easy points, and our defense is good. Okay, so yeah. like, like that's what he is. He's a game managing quarterback right now. Okay, like, yeah. and that's yeah. not the greatest thing ever. I it's trust me, I've many times watched. I watched John Morant last night. I was like, God damn, man, why can't we have one of those? Yeah, I know that. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. You know, I, I totally get that, but it's like, you know, I just, I just don't get it because to me right now, I, I watch him and I'm like, this is he was he's Marcus Smart. What Marcus Smart was on the Celtics, except he's on a worse team. So we're asked like, we need him. We wish he could do more than he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. But like, he can't. He's like, right now, he cannot. If you're like, Frank, we need you to get us 22 tonight. Not like, yeah, it's not happening. It's not going to yeah. happen, man. Like, it's just not going to happen. And, you know, that sucks. But like, that is not, that, like, he is so far away from being our biggest problem right now. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not even I, I don't even, it's not even worth thinking about. Yeah, yeah. And like, He's, I don't know. It's just weird because, like, RJ will have these shitty scoring games. And, like, I, trust me, I don't even care because I'm just like, like he's a rookie. You know, he's, he's a rookie. Yeah. yeah, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. So I'm just, like, looking for, okay, like, right. this is mm-hmm. good. Can he do that? Yeah, that's really, even with Knox. Knox will have, like, I, I don't, he's getting slandered so much. And I'm like, guys, I, I don't really know what you were expecting, but, like, we knew he was a project coming in. We knew he was a bad defender. Right. Mm-hmm. We knew he could shoot three. And then we knew, like, most everything else was like, yeah, very much a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like he's passing a little bit better this year. Yeah, I think yeah, he's, absolutely. like, he's he's not good on defense, but he's, like, less horrifically bad now. I think it's more like he doesn't know the fundamentals well, which is coaching. Um, <laughs> but he does know, like, but, like, he generally is kind of trying to be in the right place. I still feel like um, he spaces and, like, out that sometimes. That sounds like a big excuse. That sounds like a big excuse, but it's just, like, these are, like, the steps. You know, it, it's, it's just weird. I, I think... Maybe if like you know we didn't have the vets and or it's if we were maybe using the vets to like complement the young players more, so it felt more like we're not obsessively trying to win games and more like we're just trying to be com- because like, that's yeah, what I, I mean, thought this year is. was. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's what I thought this year. I thought this year was like yeah, we want to use the vets to be competitive, but like the focus is. RJ, it's Knox, it's I sure shit didn't think it was gonna be Frank. Yeah. Because, right, right, right. You know, we needed like we needed Alfred to get hurt and DSA to have a family member die for him to get in the rotation. Yeah, it happened by yeah. happenstance. It didn't happen by like it wasn't by design. We kind of got we got we lucked out yeah. into having Frank being the point guard for us right now. To, to, to perfectly yeah, honest. yeah, yeah. And and out. so like yeah, and like whatever Dennis Smith and all these young guys. I was like, all right, that's the plan, right? That's what I assumed the plan was. And instead, it's like we're running everything through Morris and Randall, and then all the young guys got to figure out how to like work around that which is just really weird yeah um and you, but yeah i don't know man I, sorry yeah, go ahead i don't know and you just kind of wonder like what where's the pressure coming from is the is that the coach or the front office saying we have to run everything through randall that's my my biggest question anyway. mm-hmm. like because i it just seems like you said it just seems weird that we're just having this point forward thing happening this whole time mm-hmm. and I, I just can't help to think about Tim Hardaway Jr., who was getting to pay the most money yeah. when he was here last time, and we us running everything through him and the coaching staff refusing to take him out when he's not playing well. Mm-hmm. And I have to think maybe that same thing is happening with Randall. And he's and I'm thinking, is Fizz afraid because what happened with Marcus Saul? Because you know he benched Marcus Saul, he lost his job. So mm-hmm. is he afraid to kind of you know pull that move again and just bench Randall if he's not going to play well, if he's not going to play defense, if he's going to ISO too much? Like I almost. Wonder if that's what's happening because this is just crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not good, man. It, it is not good. Uh, it's not good. I don't know. It's and it's 
uh, the the one thing I I said at the time was, um, you know, it, it's like if if we it, like when I looked at the schedule, I I didn't think Philly. I was like Philly. They're good. They're obviously way better than us. But like they haven't been playing well, right. and like we kind of just match up well with them because yeah, they're like awful. Yeah, good, good matchup, Frank. Yeah, they're like this guards. weird yeah. big team or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was like, all right, that's like a that should be a competitive game. And like we, I was like looking at these three games, so like kind of like this weekend set, and I was like, all right, so a Wednesday game and then these two the the back to back here. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, like we should be competitive in all three, and like honestly, I think there's a chance that you can win two if not all three mm-hmm. and to come away oh and three and then in the middle of that just get i mean i know we only lost by seven to the spurs at yeah. the nah, end but nah, like i don't count that as a yeah that that game. was like it was the game was, I, I i said it like we've had but I, I think we've, we've played four home games four home games that have been blowouts right. three of them are to the Cavs, to the spurs and to um who was the last one Cavs, oh, spurs. spurs and the 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 Kings. Yeah, Kings, yeah. The Kings, right? Like, those are th- like three teams you should not be getting. Like, yeah. Lose? Okay, I mean, I can take that. Mm-hmm. Getting smoked by these teams? No, that's it's not. You know, you can't be in games that are over at halftime against these teams. That's bad. That's really, yeah. really bad. And, like, I don't care what you thought of this roster. I don't care if you think thought the Knicks were going to be terrible going into the year. There's no way you can sit here and tell me that that is acceptable. And, like, ultimately, whether – the roster is flawed and all that shit. Like, yeah, sure. Whatever that that's true. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, like the, the, the way we're losing some games are unacceptable and for better or worse, like, you know what happens, man? You can't, you can't fire players. Unfortunately, yeah. you can't, you can't fire players. You can fire coaches. Yep. And, you know, I don't think David Fizdale is a bad guy. I think he had some good ideas. I just don't think he has any clue of how to be a head coach. I don't think he is there yet. Maybe he needs to go sit on, Supposed to bench for another five, six, seven years. I don't know, but um, like he's just not ready yet, and it, I think it's very obvious he's not because there's just so many points in games where you're like, you know, there's like lack of attention to detail, lack of fundamentals, yeah. lack of you know the same mistakes over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. just, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, with him, it's with him. It's at first I was upset about the play calling. But then I start to realize, okay, maybe it is, you know, we have young guys and these, they're not, you know, advanced enough mentally to get these calls. And I started mm-hmm. seeing some, you know, more diversity in the play calling. But then you start to realize it's even beyond that. It's more about the personnel decisions mm-hmm. and the, the the in-game decisions in general. Like mm-hmm. Decisions like uh, uh, having DSJ, you know, play a little bit too long mm-hmm. when, the, when the game is getting out of reach and not putting Frank in. Or even having a... Yeah. a Julius Randle played point forward, mm-hmm. or having Knox played a two, or or there was another it was another game when DSJ was sitting for so long, and then for some reason Fizz puts him in the game yeah, in like the a tight quarter. situation yeah, in, the fourth, in the fourth quarter with the yeah. game on the line, and he hasn't played since the first quarter or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like Fizz, yeah, what are you doing? You're putting him <laughs> in a bad situation. Exactly. Like he's not warm at all, yeah. Oh. Yeah. and he's just, he just barely does. played. So like. This in-game decision-making mm-hmm. uh, is a head-scratcher to me, man. I don't know. My yeah. my thing is that with Fizz, it's like, yeah, Fizz could be blamed for a lot of things, but it's like at the same time, it's you have to look at the roster too and be like, was Fizz actually given a good roster to work with to begin with? You know, you know what I'm saying? So you got to look at that as well. 
Oh yeah, and, and and the the front office look themselves in the mirror when they decide whether they want to keep him or not because, you know, you hear like that they promised him, mm-hmm. you know, some guys like they they promised him probably. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care about that. I don't care about that. You're the you're head coach of an NBA team. Like shit happens. Deal with it. I don't care. <laughs> you get the job. Look, if they promised you Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving two years before they were ever going to be on your team or one year, whatever it is, one year before you were ever going to be a team. You have to know that there's a chance that that there that won't happen. So I don't really give a shit about that at all. And I feel, yeah. I feel um, you. You know what it is? It's the, like yeah. it's it's the win loss record, right? Mm-hmm. It's like once you don't yeah. get the guys you, you you plan to get, then you can't expect the like a big win record. So if they have the Knicks don't win a certain amount of games, they can't fire him. But I'm I'm still have a low expectation. We're just talking about 25, 30 games, mm-hmm. and if we're not hitting that, yeah. Then yeah, yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go. He's gotta go. I'm seen enough. I'm, I'm, I've tried to give him like there was like a little. Bl- I he doesn't know what he's doing. He, and when, anything good that happens, I think Sweet. at this point it's just luck. It's just luck. A, I don't a, think I don't I don't I don't think I don't think he has any idea of what actually helps his team win games. Mm-hmm. And he clearly has no idea of like or appreciation for spacing offensively or any of that. So I'm just over him. Um, I and you know what? If you fire him. And then the next guy's doing the same shit. Then you know it's the front office. And then all of us fans don't have to. We don't have to argue because I don't think anybody's saying the front office should get a pass. It's just like no, like the yeah. front office doesn't need to get a pass. But also like Fizz doesn't get a pass just because the front office sucks too. Like it works both ways. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. the way it works is that you fire the coach first. That's just it. That is yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And then once you fire the coach, if the next guy's making the same decisions, then there's clarity. Then we know exactly that nope, Fizz actually did get screwed. Mm-hmm. Okay, the front cool. office been telling him how to, how to play guys since then. So question. But, uh, hey guys, I, I got a role. But, okay, 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 uh, right. okay, you know, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I want good, good right. chatting with you. All right, good chatting with right, you. Yeah, thank you, man. So the five games right, he guys. coached well is thank not going well for you. Is out the window. Last nope. question. No, 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 no. <laughs> so the five games are going now. He, he passed. Two, he coached two bad games, and it doesn't matter now. Yep. Nah, that's basically where I'm at. So. All right. <laughs> Five is greater than two, Schwinn. That's all I'm saying. All right. That's it, though. <laughs> that's all right, guys. T- Yo, thanks take for sharing with us. All right, man. Take care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. Later. Oh, man. It's funny. So we didn't get an exact Nets breakdown. We mm-hmm. got, like, a little bit bits and pieces of yeah. what happened. But more of a rant about Fizz. More of a rant about Fizz. <laughs> the heart took over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes you can't escape what the heart wants. Exactly. I mean, what are the Knicks are like four and thirteen? So I mean, yeah, I mean you do take things to heart right now, you know? You you are hurting, man. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, can you read some of the stats from these Nets games? Just just a little quick. Just real quick. Just real quick. All right, I'm I'm, all right, I'm gonna have to look it up right quick. Okay. All right. (laughs) Cause you know what? Like I really wanted to actually talk about Frank. Mm Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, Frank, he's been doing okay. All right, so I got the Nets stats right now. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, the Nets won. So, I have to say the Nets, you know, the Nets players in their stats as well. Okay. Nets won 103-101 today. Um, the Nets were led by Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. 30 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Boo. All right. Yeah. Oh. Then Jared Allen had 18 points, 10 rebounds. Then we had um, Torian Prince, 14 points, 11 rebounds, 5 mm-hmm. assists. Joe Harris, 13 points. Temple, 12 points. Okay. 
bench scoring was trash for them. They only had 16 points off the bench. I'll take that. Yeah. Because yeah. our bench was actually... The, 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 the parts of the game I did see, mm-hmm. the, our bench shut down their bench. I yeah. loved the way we were switching on these te- this team on the defensive end. I felt like they got the memo as opposed to that Spurs game when they kind of, you know... Yeah. Got, I felt like the bench came out with something to prove, and that bench unit with, was it, what was the unit? I think it was like DSJ. I might have wrote it down. I tried to do like a little bit of, a little bit of a, a research. Notes, research as I was trying to prepare for this game and yeah. set up at the same time. I think it was DSJ, Mitch, uh, was Wayne in there? DSJ, Mitch. Well, Wayne, Wayne had to have been there. He played a good amount of minutes tonight, 28 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DSJ, Mitch, Wayne. Damn, I can't remember. All right, go. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to get to Nick's stats. Mm-hmm. Marcus Morris Sr., 26 points, four rebounds. <laughs> also want to add that he was seven, eight, seven of eight from three-point range. Jesus. Marcus, man, Marcus is, I the stat I heard, ninth in the NBA yeah, from three-point three range. Is, yeah, wow. They, yeah, they said that he's shooting 48% from three that is for ins- this season. So, looking for bright spots, that's definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. The thing is, dog, if he's ninth and shooting 48%, yeah, that, exactly. what <laughs> in the hell is happening with the NBA, man? Like, who yeah. is shooting more than 48% from three? That's insane. Exactly, yo. Like, you would expect, like, the person, like, the player who's on top of the NBA in the three-point shooting would be, like, 48 49%. Like, you would expect that. Yeah. Oh, okay, here's the second unit. Mm-hmm. DSJ, Ellington, Dot, Portis, and Mitch. That was the second unit that... Mm-hmm. Played pretty well defensively and keeping it on the hills and was passing the ball and playing with energy. And even though it looked a little weird to start the game, yeah, they actually did pretty well. And and you know they settled in. They settled in and I, the little bit of the game I did still see, we mm-hmm. were down until they came in. And I think they actually at least broke even or took a two point lead or something like that. At least yeah. for a moment, if I remember correctly. That's what's up. And then we have No Handle Randall. <laughs> Butter <Butterfinger>. him. <laughs> 15 points, oh, eight rebounds, four assists. And luckily enough, he only had two turnovers this game. But one of those two, one of those turnovers were crucial, though, towards the end of the game. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I give him so much hate. I feel like I have to clap for him. Like, he's going to have to earn that love, though. What was his shooting percentage? It wasn't bad. It was six of ten from the field, one or two from three. So it wasn't okay, bad. Okay, all yeah. right. You know what? Because I feel like we're gonna flame him eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Today's episode. I'm gonna give him his flowers right now. Yeah, I mean, Randall has his moments. I just need for him to stop playing ISO ball and stop trying to spin into the lane. Cause every time he spins into the lane, bad things happen. Yeah. Bruh. Real bad things, like yeah. those, those broad moments. Exactly. <laughs> then Wayne Ellington off the bench had 12 points. Okay. And Dennis Smith Jr. had 10 points, 5 assists off the bench. <laughs> now we're going to get the team stats. Okay. Surprisingly enough, the Knicks shot 46% from the field, 51% from three, and still lost this game. Wow. 
They held the Nets to 40% shooting from the field and 37% from three. The difference 37% was, from three. I mean, yeah. Eh. The difference was free throws. The, mm. the Nets shot 27 of 34 from the free throw line while the Knicks only shot 9 of 16. <sighs> Bruh. And you know what? Here's the thing about the free throws. Like, unfortunately, I feel like free throws is one of those things where it's not even coaching. It's not even, like, that's on the players. You're either a good free throw sh- Mm-hmm. You're either a good free throw shooter or a bad one. You're either a good free throw shooting team or a bad free throw shooting team. Yeah. All that is is practice and confidence. Yeah, exactly. And, and and the Knicks are and the Knicks do not do a great job of drawing fouls as well. Like Knicks are pretty much a jump shooting team for the most part. So if when you shoot a lot of jumpers, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get much chance to go to the line. Exactly. And the guy who probably does draw the most jump I mean, draw the most fouls. Mm-hmm. Well, RJ being one of them, who's the worst, one of the worst free throw shooting guys on the team, shooting with like fifty something percent. Yeah, f- yeah, fifty something percent. Yeah. And then Randall, I believe, is in the sixties. I think he's like sixty three or something. Yeah. Randall was definitely in the game, so if I had to guess without even looking, mm-hmm. most of those misses might be from Randall. But it's just a guess. Well, I can look that up right quick. Okay. So let's see who who got the bulk of these misses from the line. I did see Mitch name. miss two in a row, which is very uncharacteristic of him as well. Well, matter of fact, um, yeah, Randall was two of four. Mitch was two of four. Taj Gibson all of one. Marcus Morris one of two. Mm. So I mean, it, it, it was it, yeah, yeah, it was, it was spread committee. around. Yeah, okay, it was spread yeah. around. The whole team is sucking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. All right. Well, thank you, Sweeney, for that half breakdown and and for your rent. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I hate losing to the damn paint jobs, man. Yeah, it's twice this season so far. Yeah, it's twice the season so far. I will say it looked like the team was at least competing. Yeah. Because they knew what this game was. So at least it's not like a letdown like these other games at home. But I really Mm -hmm. just, I wish, I wish we, uh, I wish we won this game. Yeah, this game, this game I feel like might be on Fizz, man. I didn't see that much of it, but just Mm -hmm. like that, that Knox, starting Knox at the two to start. I don't know about that. Weird fit. And like I don't know why Fizz didn't think about maybe starting Den Smith Jr. and Frank in the backcourt together, and then and then like you have to move in somebody up, you know, you got to move somebody up on the bench, and so why not move up Trier? You know what I'm saying? I this might be a game with Trier, like like Freely said, get some moment from moments. Uh, Fizz is starting to experiment with playing DSJ and Frank together. Even he kind of staggers them. Like mm-hmm. when the substitutions start to happen, he has yeah. Frank and. DSJ play together and Frank plays more of the two to yeah. see if he can like hit that open three pointer. So he's kind of testing it, but I don't blame him for not doing it just because we don't have the guard depth right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if Alfred Payton was in the game more, then maybe I can see that a little bit happening. Yeah. But right now, I don't blame him for not going that way. But I do feel like maybe a Dotson, a Wayne Ellington, mm-hmm. or even the ISO would um you know would would benefit from. This yeah. type of thing happening when R.J. Barrett has to sick, has the flu or whatever strep throat. I've heard mad jokes that said that R.J. was sick of Randall not passing him the ball. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why he all of a sudden got sick today. Yeah, matter of fact, I don't know where, but I saw a comment somewhere on social media where somebody said that, yeah, R.J. has an illness, aka he's tired of Randall and Fizz. Damn, <laughs> bruh, we all are. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? This brings me to the ISO situation, man. We'll, we'll, we'll start there. Mm-hmm. So ISO, 
Well, he hasn't played over the last six games. I think you told me. Yeah, I think the last game he played was against when it was when the Knicks got smacked in Chicago by the Bulls. Right, has yeah. not played since then. He only played that the Chicago that Chicago game for five minutes. Yeah, um, and he hasn't seen time since. And Tini's touched on this as well. Do you feel like it's warranted that ISO hasn't been playing? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like? ISO should be getting minutes, and then if he should be getting minutes, yeah. If it's that's if that's your choice, who should he be playing over? Well, first off, I'm going to say that I believe ISO should be getting minutes, but I kind of understand why he's not. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the Knicks rotation, I think the guy that moved in for Trey is Dotson. Right. And Dotson has been performing pretty well off the bench. Like Dotson, Dotson will give you the three point shot. He's also increased his game to where now he drives to the basket at times and finishes at the rim more. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, he provides you with defense, and that's the one part of Trier's game that hasn't developed as of yet, the, the defense side of the ball. Yeah, the crazy part about it is, too, like Dotson, shout out, free dot, free dot, yeah, goddamn free it, dot, always yeah, and forever. Always. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> Dotson has worked his way back into the rotation once again. Mm-hmm. He hasn't really been shooting threes well at all this season. Yeah. Only averaging 24% from three. That's crazy. This is abysmal. But I, I pers- I've I, seen it coming. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned it a few times before. I don't think it was on the show, though. But um, I mentioned that when a player is injured in the summer, like Dotson was, Dotson had shoulder, shoulder surgery. surgery. Yeah. The summer is when, you know, you get your game together, you work on your weaknesses, and that's when you take your next step. And when you don't get to do that during the summer, usually the the, the player struggles. I feel that happened with Ron Baker. Mm-hmm. That's happened with a few players, actually. I feel like that's happened also with Iman Shumpert. Yeah. Um. So I'm not surprised that he's not shooting well. For people wondering why Dotson breaking so much, that's mm-hmm. that's why. Yeah. He hasn't really gotten the reps. He's trying, though. He stayed late. Um, after the Spurs game, which the Knicks lost, uh, to work on his shot, but it hasn't really, you know, produced the results he's he's had last season and the season before. Yeah. That being said, I give Fizz some credit for kind of sticking to his guns on what he wants mm-hmm. from the two guard spot, because during the summer he told ISO, "I want you to do a few things." One of those was. Shoot off the catch. Yeah. The other thing was, you know, def- defense. The ISO is not playing defense. Yeah. So if you look at who's getting the minutes off of ISO, mm-hmm. after ISO, it they're two guys who are doing exactly want what Fizz wants from that two position. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dotson and Ellington. Dotson and Ellington, both of those guys shoot quickly off the catch for mm-hmm. the three. They don't, you know, dribble a lot. Yeah. And they also um. Play defense. Now, granted... Well, Ellington... Uh, even though... Like, I saw some moments in the Nets game where Ellington did lock down, though. That's And, that, and that's what I was getting yeah. at. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Because Ellington is not known as a defender. But from watching Ellington, even though he's not, like, the top defender in the league, he mm-hmm. puts in the effort. Yeah. Like, he, um, he actually plays pretty good team defense. So, like, the thing with Ellington is you'll see guys beat him off the dribble. Yeah. And he's trying... Like, but the thing with Ellington is when uh, somebody else's man is coming and he's in his area, he'll give a dig. He'll try to reach in and help yeah. his man out. He'll rotate correctly. He'll do those little things to, you know, mm-hmm. to uh, keep the defense going. And you even saw that today 
when the Knicks played the Nets, when the Knicks went on that run with that second unit. So, ISO has more talent, mm-hmm. natural talent, than yeah. both of these guys. But uh, there's, a, there's, there's a saying, what, hard works beats talent when talent doesn't work hard? Yeah. ISO got to work hard. You do. As, and that's point blank, period. And also to a circumstance. It's fit in circumstance because... ISO is an ISO player. Julius mm-hmm. is also an ISO player. Uh, Marcus Morris is also an ISO player. Mm-hmm. When you have multiple ISO players on the team, uh, it doesn't work. You see the clunky fit the Knicks have right now, mm-hmm. and I, I, I still feel like if these guys weren't vets, that Fizz would be more open to separating these guys, mm-hmm. and and for the sake of ball movement. Yeah, and having ISO in the lineup with those guys mm-hmm. and Dennis Mid Junior mm-hmm. is just a clunky fit in general. Yeah, it is. So, I, but I do see that Fish tries to compensate for um the lack of ball movement by as a I see like lately like he's been setting more he's been calling out more screens I guess or like telling the team to screen more. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, so you'll see Morris with the ball in his hand, but then like you'll see like maybe you'll see like Taj come over or maybe you'll see like Mitch come over depending on who's in the game. Right, right. And they'll screen and they'll and they'll like allow I guess like a, str- a switch to happen and allow maybe Morris to like operate off the screen. Yeah. And things like that to compensate for the, you know them being ISO players or whatnot. So I mean Fizz is trying his best. Like, you, yeah. know, you know, like, I know a lot of people get on Fizz and for his rotations and things like that, but it's like, I at least see, like, the Knicks actually running more plays and things like that as opposed to last season. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's, he's trying. Exactly. And that's where I go with the back and forth with the fire mm-hmm. Fizz stuff. Like, I, I want him, I want him to at least play out this year. Yeah, bare minimum. I don't want to. I don't want to do the end season firing mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I wanted to at least play out this year, give every opportunity to to pass or fail. Exactly, and to me, it's like, okay, if we fire him mid season, like, what's really the point? Like, are Knicks making the playoffs this season? No, nope. no. So, so I mean, like, so what's the point? Like, what we're gonna bring in another coach to get these guys to win games? Listen, Mike Miller, man. Everybody, that's that's why people. Say, Mike Miller, Mike Miller was running the G League. I said that episode, I think like the second episode we came here, I talked about mm-hmm. watch Mike Miller. Yeah. Watch Mike Miller. Cause that the what happens with companies sometimes, companies will have your replacement be under you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this chick in the book. Yup. Oh yeah. Teach him everything you know. Mm-hmm. Oh work. Oh, you fired. <laughs> and Mike Miller, he's had that G League have what be tops in in the league in the G League in offense and defense. So I would not be surprised if Mike Miller would be the guy mm-hmm. if he's fired in season, which I hope hopefully is not. The thing I will say is these last games, Fitz has made some tactical decisions, mm-hmm. which I do not you know agree with. But I also have to say that some of these things that are happening are on the the team. Yeah. The team itself. And um, and that's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about the lad, and that's all I got to say about the ISO situation, too, mm-hmm. as well, man. Yeah, man. Uh, let's, move, let's move to the Frank situation, though, man. Frank. Frankie, man. Frankie, Frankie. Mm-hmm. Come on, listen. Listen. Frank Hive. I'm, I'm going to let the Frank Hive, you know, breathe a little bit right now. Because... Yes. We starting to see mm-hmm. more signs. Yeah, exactly. 
And and you know, um, I do recall a certain podcast. Um, I think it's called the Nick of Time Show. Oh, you listen to that? Yeah, man. And, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I and I remember when um Frank was being drafted. Hmm. You know, people on that show said that. We would have to wait a while to really see what Frank is capable of. Very smart people, educated exactly. people, I would say. and handsome, I would add. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I re, and I recall thinking, I recall thinking that the people on the show said you have to give him about at least three to four years, you know, until you really I see the. You, you know what I'm saying? Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. And uh, what, what year is this? It's year three. Oh, look at that! Oh. oh. Look at that. <laughs> and, you know, and the crazy part is. Like I, I feel like Frank would be more developed, mm-hmm. but it's just the circumstances that have been happening. The the injuries from last season was a big blow. He only people like to talk about how Frank has been getting every chance. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank only played half a season last season. Yeah, and even this season, the way Frank has gotten into the lineup, he wasn't chosen to be in the lineup. It was happenstance. Yep, lightning striked. At the same, like lightning strike, and again, Frank was the only one left standing. We mm-hmm. we talked we talked about it. Uh, Alfred Payton, hamstring. Yeah. DSJ, stepmother passed, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, all we had was Frank, and we had to roll with it. Yeah. Now, if you guys remember the beginning of the season, um, there was we want Frank chance popping up at the garden. Yeah. Very controversial. Made a video about that. Made mm-hmm. a video on it on Nick of Time. On YouTube, go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and with that video, I pointed out that the fans were pissed because they follow this team very closely, and they know that Frank was given a very short rope. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like Dennis Smith Jr. wasn't given a uh, was giving a longer rope than Frank was to develop. He was allowed to make mistakes and mm-hmm. keep playing, and it wasn't given that same mistake was given, that same chance wasn't given to Frank. Exactly, like even even like last season, like it seemed like every time Frank like had a game where he just played badly, mm-hmm. Fizz would be like, you know what, you're on the bench for like the next three games or so, and then I and I felt like he wasn't giving that same type of energy to other players, other young players on the squad. Right, and now that Frank is here, look what's happening right now. I'm, I'm not saying Frank is the best point guard in the mm-hmm. NBA. But you're starting to see certain games where you can see what he can be in his, his full potential. Yeah. Um. So right now, <clears throat> the home and away games. Yeah. Are, are, that's the thing. He's. I still feel like he's a little bit tentative at home. Mm-hmm. His away game stats are a lot better than home. And before this next game, I'm gonna read some stats to you right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, at home, he's averaging four points a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> but but you but you know what though to be to be fair to Frank though it seems like the whole team gets apprehensive when they're at home yeah you know what I'm saying so, everybody like, get a little bit ex- scared exactly huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happened with that word we need to work on that Frank but yeah he's averaging four points a game and I think he is shooting let's see let's see let's see let's see. Looks way better. Well, let us just say that he's performed better away than he has at home. Definitely has. I yeah. will say that. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay, he's averaging four points mm-hmm. at home versus eight point nine points away. He also is shooting. 
27% from three mm-hmm. versus 49% from three away. Oh, wow. That's a huge difference right there. Yeah, huge disparity. So it's like, and even as a starter, since he's been started, he's been averaging uh, 7.9 points a game and shooting like 37% mm-hmm. and shooting 43% from three in general. So compare that to last year when he was shooting like what in the, in the 30s? 30s. Yeah. It's been a pretty significant jump. From yeah. Like, man. I mean, and the significant is still middle of the road. Mm-hmm. But if you combine that with the fact that he's, I think, what is he, seventh in the league in steals. Yeah. And he's our most versatile defender. Like, you, you can't, you, you got to love what he's bringing to this team. And mm-hmm. and even so, even that, the improved ball handling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the glimpses of greatness in the pick and roll. Like, there's a lot to build on here, man. Yeah, exactly. And especially this season compared to his previous two seasons, like, especially defensively, like, in some games this season, like, you really see him, like, really locked down on defense. And it's like, you can see, like, because this kid is only 21 right now. Yeah. But in the future, like, he's definitely going to be first team all defense. Oh, that's a fact. Sometime in the future. That's a fact. Like, if we talk about this Spurs game, um... Let's see. Maybe we can ask him. Um, he, I feel like there was times in that game mm-hmm. where the Spurs went ISO. We could not start DeMar DeRozan. We could not stop Rudy Gay. They was just one-on-one in it. Yeah. And that was it. Frank got put on him. Shut down. Yep, clamps on clamps. everybody. <laughs> Frankie clamps was going on now as those games. So he started like, yo, this guy is a defensive weapon for real. Mm-hmm. And... Fizz has to kind of recognize that and yeah. and realize that, you know what? Even though we're doing pretty well on defense, mm-hmm. um, we're middle of the road. The defense seems to be ahead of our offense, way ahead. Yeah. Because we're middle of the pack on defense, I think 17th or something around, around that season. Yeah, which is a major improvement from the start of the season. Right, compared to dead last on offense. Yeah. Um, When you start to think about that, then you start to realize, you know what? Fizz, you need to maybe not switch on everything. Yeah. And sometimes switch on, sometimes just allow your best defender to be the best defender. Exactly. And so, yeah. So, me and what, too, after that whole Frank thing, my question to you is, do you feel like this is sustainable? Like, what do you see? Like, I mean, my opinion, Um, I definitely think it's sustainable because, to me, I feel like defense... Defense is really effort, you know what I'm saying? And, like, when a player is a great defender, I think that sticks with him throughout his career, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, that doesn't go anywhere. Right. So I feel like, yeah, Frank might be a bit shaky on offense and he might not hit hit a lot of his jumpers all mm-hmm. the time and things like that. But I feel like the way he impacts the game, like, he impacts the game without the ball. You know what exactly, I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, so, I'm, so I'm like, I feel like that's sustainable. Like, if he can just bring that same energy every game on defense, he's going to be an impact player for the Knicks regardless. Exactly. Like, the, that game, that Spurs game, he had nine points and nine assists mm-hmm. and six steals, which ties his career high. And no turnovers. And no t- Come on, man. Like, come on, Frank. Exactly. Frank, and 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 I, I gotta say this right quick because the comments killed me because I don't know if you check Nick's IG, mm-hmm. but um they posted Frank's stat line, 
And people were going in saying it's a trash stat line. It's like saying like, yo, why the Knicks are showing this and this and that? It was like, oh, wow, we're, we're going to be impressed with nine points and this and that. I'm like, if y'all actually... Y'all are... Bruh. So go ahead, go ahead. And I'm like, if y'all actually watch that Spurs game, the fact that he had nine assists shows you that he got the ball to his teammates in the right spots for them to produce. Exactly. The fact that he got six years, I'm like, if you watch the Spurs game again, his defense impacted that game greatly. Like, he's part of the reason why the Knicks even got back into that game. Exactly. That doesn't happen. There were moments in that game where it was all him. Like, what's impressive about the, the six steals for that Spur game is, you know, teams, players get six steals sometimes mm-hmm. by gambling. Yeah. And playing the passing lanes. Frank got steals by just squaring up one-on-one on defense. Yeah. Taking the ball from the dribble man. And then, not only that, he was able to turn that into a fast break for himself and score. Exactly. And that happened, like, two or three different times. Yeah. So, like... To me, that's even way more impressive. So if you're watching the game and you're seeing that, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how you yeah, can hate this kid, man. T- and, then, and then I'm like, no turnovers. I'm like, yo, all of us have played ball at some time in our life. How hard is it to go through a whole game without turning over the ball once? And you're the point guard. Exactly. And you're playing 30-something minutes again. Listen, the first game we played, we killed Frank because the first, the first game, remember the first game when Frank played three minutes? Mm-hmm. He came right in the game. Randall was double teamed. He was too he was too scared to take the ball himself. He passes the ball to Randall into the double team, gets the ball taken, mm-hmm. and he's not got played. He's not gonna got put in the game again. He was like, oh, he's playing too scared. Now he's making the wrong passes. He's only mm-hmm. trying to get the, the give people the ball because he doesn't want. He's too scared. Mm-hmm. Now that's not happening anymore. People are killing him. Exactly, and I'm like, yo, every great team in the NBA has a Frank type player on their squad. Facts. Clippers, Patrick Beverly. Boom. Lakers, Avery Bradley. Boom. Who else? Celtics, Marcus Smart. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, and I bet you, you put Frank on a good team, I bet you play people would say he's not trash anymore. Yeah, I man. I bet you. And this is the thing. Like, people people have to look at foresight. You got, you got to project. You can't just look at what's in front of you all the time. You have to mm-hmm. look at the future. Frank is still young. He can play pick and roll. He can shut down. He can play defense from one to three. Mm-hmm. He's starting to find his offensive game. He still has ways to go, but he's, what, five years from being in his prime? Exactly. He's only 21. He's five years from being in his prime. The very least, I think we said that. I said we said this three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we said this three. And be like, if you go back in the archives, and I'm pretty sure Alex Collins, shout out to Alex Collins, he's listened to like every episode of Nick Time Show so far, it seems like, because he went back in the archives, listened to the old episodes. If you go back mm-hmm. in the archives, I said, Ceiling, like if everything goes wrong, I think he's gonna be a three and D guy, point guard. Yeah, three and D point guard who can pick and roll you and hit the open three. That's going to happen. Now today with that next game, they challenged him to hit the open three. Yeah, and it didn't. He didn't fare well today. Nope. But he's taking them, and that's the first step. The yeah. first step is he's taking them because you know what? It worked during the Dallas game. Mm-hmm. He hit them during the Dallas game. He was hitting them during uh, Pistons game. Like so, as his confidence grows. People aren't going to be able to do that every time anymore. Exactly. But we just got to give it time. Yep. And that's all I got to say about that. Um, you know what? That's not all I got to say. The one more thing I do have to add is, is it sustainable? The blue and orange elephant in the room is Alfred Payton. 
Yeah, yeah, true that. Because, uh, I'll say this. I've been you know, around Nick's Twitter. Nick's Twitter, there's something called on and off stats. And people were touting Frank. They were bigging him up because he has pretty good on and off stats. Meaning, like, when he is on the floor, the team plays better. Yeah. And Frank is in the 83rd percentile when it comes to the on and off stats. He adds like a uh, like a ten point two point difference when he's Ooh. playing in the game. Damn. Yeah. Exactly. And the <clears throat> so he's doing pretty well. But the thing with him is there's also another guard who's doing pretty well in those stats as well. Mm-hmm. And his name is Elver Payton, and he has the highest on off stats on the team so far. Eighty ninth percentile. Exactly. So, <laughs> and the crazy part is, the crazy part is, I mean, he hasn't played as many games in as many minutes. Yeah, yeah. His, so his sample size is definitely smaller. His sample size is smaller, but I'll let you know the impact he was having when he was playing with us. So, yeah. if there is a threat to the progression of Frank mm-hmm. and to the amount of minutes he's making, it would be Alfred Payton. Yeah. So, I mean... I mean, at this point, it's like... The way the Knicks are going right now, like if the Knicks don't, if the Knicks don't really improve and they don't really win as you know more games as the season goes on, at this point I'm like, yo, you y'all might as well trade Alfred Payton and just get and just get, hand over the reins to Frank and um and DSJ and just have them run point. Boom, and I'm with you on that as well. Like here and here's the thing too. I'm not sure what Alfred Payton's bio is, mm-hmm. but I think he has some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has to have something. Like, Knicks probably can get at least, like, a second-round pick out of at that. At least. Maybe. At least a second round. So, I will keep my eye on that situation. A few... I think last week I saw something that said he was kind of jogging, but his, his calf hasn't really healed all the way. Mm-hmm. So, he's... We don't know what his stats will be. He's, he's going to have to wait a little longer. And by the time that happens, it might be December 15th. Who knows? Like, when he's ready to come back. So, you, who knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, we might be looking at certain crate packages. I mean, we got, we got to look at Rizzy Bullock. Yeah. We got to look at Edge Alfred Payton. Who knows? ISO hasn't been getting minutes. True. Who knows? There might be a package with those two guys to try to get, you know, somebody in here. Mm-hmm. But uh, we will see. We will see what's going to happen. Um, December 15th is really interesting, too, because Julius Randle. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about the trade deadline on December 15th, who are you hoping to stay in? <laughs> <laughs> I, I set you up. I set you up. I, I'm up. I set you up. All right, I'm gonna I'm have, have to think about this. Um, I set you up because it's not even on the docket. Because sometimes, yeah. you, sometimes <laughs> you talk and it's, it's freestyle, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And stuff comes out. You're like, yo, well, you know what? Bro? Well, well who, who I, I, obviously, I'm keeping the youth. RJ you Barrett. You're going to keep the youth in there, Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah RJ Barrett, mm-hmm. Frank Nilakina, mm-hmm. um, Knox. Right. Mitch. Right. Dennis Smith Jr. Right. Um, Dotson. I'm definitely keeping those guys off the mm-hmm. top of my head right now. When it comes I, I to want, these vets, though. Yeah, I want to keep Trier, too, because I feel mm. like... I feel like at this point, it's like, look, if if you have all these veterans on the squad and the Knicks aren't winning games, 
why are we not giving Trey minutes? It's like we might as well just just you know play the young guys and just have them develop in game. Now, when it comes to the vets, now. Yeah, this is, this is when it gets tricky. It, I mean... No, this is when it gets tricky because... Julius Randle, three-year, what, $63 million contract. Mm-hmm. I'd probably keep him for at least another season mm-hmm. to see if he can get better. Yeah. And I feel like he'd be easier to trade next season because he'll have only one year, one year left in his contract. Okay. Um... Marcus Morris. That is, that's tough, man. That is tough because when the season started, yeah. I'm like, yo, trade this man. Trade this man. But dude is the ninth yeah. in the league. He he's balling right now. And it's not, it's not the, it's not, you know, it's not turning into wins. Yeah. But when you hear Fish talking about his leadership mm-hmm. and what he brings. To the team, like any. <sighs> maybe I would keep Morris for the rest of the season, but I maybe would like, maybe I would trade Bobby Portis or some or somebody like that. And I maybe, can see that. And then like to like to solve the whole conundrum between Randall and Morris being on the court together, maybe I would move one of them to the bench and then move somebody up from I the bench to the starting lineup. And that's the other thing. In the perfect world, when politics aren't, you know, mm-hmm. in the way. Yeah. I would attempt to start Morris and bench for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. Yeah, that, that's where I'm going to. <laughs> it's funny because Kathy said this episode like two. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, oh, it just looks bad. It's not going to happen. But, man, the more you look at what Randall is doing... You start to wonder, was it worth it? Yeah. And I know he's better than what he's showing. Because that's the thing you got to think about. Like, he's been mm-hmm. better everywhere but here. Yeah. So why is he playing so bad? We're using him wrong. Have to be. Half of the, half of the, half of the problem is we are using him wrong. Mm-hmm. The other half of the problem is Morris and Randall do not fit together for the reasons mm-hmm. Sweeney said. Yeah. They loafe like the ball and... In the same similar spots. Yeah. So we have to break them up somehow. Yeah, exactly. Or, or I mean, another solution would be you get rid of one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like either you trade Morris or you trade Randall. Morris would probably be easier to trade because he's on a one-year contract. Right. So that'd be the... That, but it's... it's, it's I think I think it's probably my heart talking right now. Because, yeah, because, yeah, it is the because, because, because I, I like Morris, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like at the same time, it's like... Well, if the Knicks are not going anywhere, then you might as well just trade him because he's gonna be his contract's gonna be easily movable. That's true. So, who? It's the heart, man. It's the heart. Yeah. Because if you, because really, Knicks fans, I, I I don't know a poll. I don't have a poll right now. But if I'm taking the temperature, Knicks fans want to get rid of Randall right now. Yeah. So I would. I think Knicks fans would be like trade Randall, mm-hmm. see what you get for him, move Morris to the four, mm-hmm. and then. See what happens. Yeah, exactly. But my thing with Randall is that is like, okay, like Randall's on a pretty decent contract, three years, sixty-three million. That's twenty-one million a season. What does Morris want for money? Huh? What does Morris want? Well, no, nah, that's not. That's that's not another what I, question. That's yeah, another, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But that was what I was trying to get to, though. Okay, okay. Like, but my thing is that with the way he's playing so far this season, like, who is going to really give up assets for Randall at the moment? You know what I'm saying? Like, if the Knicks do try to trade, do try to trade Randall, I feel like as if they're going to get beat in the head. Yeah. At, at this moment. Yeah. Tough. Tough spot for the front office, man. Tough yeah. spot for the front office. But um, the front office has not been keen on making trades so far since they've been here. This might be the season when something has to happen. You have a lot of shooting guards. The roster fit is a little bit weird. Yeah. So I don't I expect something to happen. I'm not sure what. But we'll see. But um as we're moving into this Randall conversation, Randall, right? Mm-hmm. Hasn't been um playing particularly well. Nope. He's had probably two good games I can really think of so far. Yeah. Cavs game. That's that's the first one that came up yeah. to mind. Yeah, the first one. <laughs> the Cavs game and the first Spurs game. Yeah. The first game first game when he scored twenty five points. Now so far he's been averaging sixteen points, nine rebounds a game, which isn't bad. Yeah. But he's only he's only shooting forty six percent from the field. Which is, you know, to me, it's guard good. Yeah. It's not big man good. Nah. Big man, I want you shooting 50% from the field. And if you look at his career, the year before that... He was in the 50s last season. 50s last season. 55% before that. And 56 before that. And then before that, 2016, 2017, 49%. So, it's obvious he's taking a step back. It's obvious he hasn't been, you know... Mm-hmm. He has not adjusted. <laughs> yeah. So my question to you is, Randall has signed, he signed to the Knicks to be the number one option. Yeah. But do you see a scenario where he can be a true number one? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> you want to think about that? Because if you look at the top teams in the NBA. Why though? If you look at the top teams in the NBA... He can shoot, he can pass, he can post. I don't want to see Randall play no point guard, all right? Like, I'm on that, that's I'm on fi- that wagon. That's Fizz's fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate, by the way. Yeah. That's, that's Fizz's fault, right? It is Fizz's fault, but at the same time, though, I'm just being realistic about it because I'm like, if you look at the top teams in the NBA, their team's number one options are usually on the wing. Yeah. Or the point guard. It's a guard-driven league. It's yes. a wing-driven league. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And the only time you see a big man actually be a number one option if he if he's special, like Anthony Davis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Randall doesn't have the handle that Anthony Davis has. Nowhere near that handle. Nowhere no handle, Randall. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, it's like Randall is the type of guy where he feeds off of a guard or a wing who can get him the ball in the spots where he can produce. Right. You know what I'm saying? And a player like that, I cannot see a player like that be a number one option on any team. You're absolutely right. Uh, and just like you said, you, you read my mind. Mm-hmm. You read my mind. We here. We yeah, here, yeah, here today. Word. Like, there, there is no... Big men aren't usually the guy for the team. Yeah. And even when they are, like Anthony Davis, usually if the your best... Usually the best player on your team is a power forward mm-hmm. or a center... You're usually in trouble. Because what happens with power forwards and centers for the most part 
is they're not usually the best ball handlers and passers. Yeah. And because they're not usually the best ball handlers and passers, they're not able to get their team involved that much. And, you know, in the old NBA, though, you're able to kind of, you know, post these guys and they're able to pass out the double team. And we tried to do that with Randall, but it has not been successful so far. Nah. He hasn't really been able to make the correct decisions. And if he was making... He's made progress, but not enough progress to for me to go, yeah, I can see this happening. Yeah. So if you are a Knicks fan and you're looking at Julius Randle and you're saying you want to trade him, I would say this. Um, I don't blame you. <laughs> He's been atrocious. But we have been using him wrong. He still could be good. It's just that he's not good with us because of the way we're using him. Yeah. Now, the way our team is set up, if you look at the pieces we have, we have um, yo, RJ, man. I feel like with the pieces we have, we have Dennis Smith Jr., we have Frank Lilkeena, we have RJ Barrett. I think between those three guys somewhere, mm-hmm. if they're able to take the reins of the offense, yeah, which I don't think will be this season, but they'll be able to take the reins of the offense and have Julius Randle phase out into the second, third option, then I think we'll start to see numbers like we saw last season with yeah. the Pelicans. And then he'll probably look a lot better. As of now, though, as the first option... Nah. nah. Don't see it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Don't see it. Don't see it. Don't see it. But buckle up, Knicks fans, because it's not going to be pretty with Julius Randle being the first option. <laughs> it's not. It's not going to get better this season. I'm just I mean, I'm, right I'm, now. I mean, I just want to see more ISO and him, sp- and him doing spin moves in the, li- in the lane and the <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> turn over the ball and stuff like that. Which I, I mean, don't want to see. I exactly. do not care to see that <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it too many times this season. I'm already through with that. Yeah, we all, we all done with that, man. We all definitely done with that, man. So, yeah. Mm. Nah. I, I, I don't see it. Nah. I don't see it. It sucks, man, though. I want to keep Marcus Morris so bad, yo. I know me too, man. <laughs> he seems like he seems like a piece. Yeah. Yo, he, he just seems like a piece. <sighs> yo, do I want to go over these games? I don't even know if I really feel like going over these games like that, man. I mean, the only one that was a win this week was the Cavs, and that was on Monday. All right, as we trash Julius Randle, we'll talk about the trash. <laughs> All right, so so we're so we're, we're we're about to take back our words just for this one game. Yeah, man, you you're the man, Julius. Word. Yo, I love you. Yeah, yeah. Julius is a Roman name. And he's like a war, war. Yeah, he was a warrior. Exactly. <laughs> so the Knicks beat the Cavs one twenty three one hundred five on Monday. As you know, when the Knicks win, it's Knicks stats only. That's right. Julius Randle led the way. 30 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, Woo! 12 of 17 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, Get and 1 turnover. Bullet! Buck, buck. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's the Julius I want, man. That's exactly. the Julius I want. But I mean, I, mean, I don't, I don't want to, like, damper his, his win. Because, you know, Kevin Love wasn't playing. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> they were a little bit short-handed. Uh, who else? Who else wasn't playing? Yeah, it was like Larry Nance was playing. Yeah, as well. Larry Nance. Yeah. Um, like you said, Kevin Love wasn't playing too. Mm-hmm. So he didn't, he didn't have much resistance that game. Yeah. He didn't have to play that much defense that game. I mean, he played defense. Yeah. Probably one of the best defensive plays. Probably one of his best defensive games I've seen him play all season, to be honest with you. Most definitely. But, no, we got the win still. Did what we had to do. Yes, sir. Then Marcus Morris, team high, plus 27, he was on the court. 23 points, 6 rebounds, 12 of 13 from the free throw line. Okay. Yo, the thing with Marcus Morris, man, is that he... I didn't like the way he... he Kept hold held the ball so much in that game, mm-hmm. but I did like how he attacked the mismatches. Yeah, often, and he was successful at it, and he was able to hit his free throws. Like that's been our Achilles heel, and for him to go twelve of thirteen is a good sign. Exactly, and then we got um R.J. Barrett, fifteen points. Yeah, solid game. Yeah. I remember talking about, you know, him taking advantage of his height mm-hmm. when it comes to these smaller guards. Something he did when he was a Duke. Yeah. And I think he did that well today. Because those guys, they're not big. It's Garland. Yeah, and- Garland and, and Sexton. I think, like, the tall, like the tallest guy is probably, like, maybe Garland, who's, like, 6'2", maybe. Yeah, like, we need to bully these dudes, yeah. man. And that's what RJ did. RJ is a bully ball guy, so I'm glad he's able to take advantage of that. His height that game. Word. And then we had Dotson off the bench, 11 points. Yep. And I also want to point out to the Frank haters. Oh, get him. When Frank was on the court, Knicks were plus 22. That was the third highest plus minus uh-huh. behind Randall and Marcus Morris. I'm just saying, man. He's not, he's not dropping 50 points a game, but he's contributing... And a lot, a lot of it has to do with defensive end. Yep. But you know what? Um, the team defense that game was pretty good. I'll say that because yeah. we've had trouble with the speedy guard so far. And a lot of the times with this game, we we trapped. You trapped those point guards. It was it was more of a team defense this game mm-hmm. than more of a Frank defense. But you know, good good game, good floor game by Frank. Yeah. Now team stats. Surprisingly enough, the Cavaliers shot forty seven percent from the field, forty seven percent from three. That's not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, surprisingly, in the fact that the Knicks beat up on them and yeah, they shot yeah, that yeah, one yeah. from the field. I think the difference in that game was free throw shooting. The Knicks actually shot 27 of 35 from the line, while the Cavaliers only shot 16 of 30. Mm-hmm. That's one of the differences. Another difference was that they forced the Cavaliers into 20 turnovers and mm. scored 32 points off of the turnovers. I don't remember what our steal rate is off the top, but I believe we are pretty high up there. I think we're at least top 10. Yeah. Let me check that out. Let me check that out. Do you have any more stats or? No, no, no that's it. That's it. Okay, 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 cool. So I won't check that out right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shoot. Any more notes about that game? Let's Ooh. see. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't know the turnovers too is something we did. We we did really good. Yeah, the Knicks only turned over the ball seven times that game. Seven times, only three by halftime. Uh, did Dennis Smith Jr. play well that game? All right, let me check Dennis Smith Jr. stats right quick. I know he didn't score in the team. That's all I really know. But let's see, Dennis Smith Jr. 
He, 19 minutes, 3 or 6 from the field, 8 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist. So he, he didn't play bad. Yeah. Yeah, he played decent. His thing, like, Dennis, he's still kind of rounding into shape. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's getting there. You know what I mean? Like, game by game, you're starting to see the old Dennis Smith back. Even with this Nets game, I think he said he had five assists. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's getting there. Like, um, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing. The, the hitch is there. It, it comes and goes. Yeah. The hitch, it comes and goes. I, I think he's going to be fine, though, man. Yeah, it's just, it's just going to take time. That's all. It's going to be it's going to take time. He's 21 just like everybody else is. Yeah. Uh he looked, the defense looked a lot better today, man. That's the one thing I want to give props with this next game. He looked very engaged on the defensive end today. Mm-hmm. And we have to keep that up. Um one thing I will say about even Dennis Smith and Knox, they both know their weaknesses. Yeah. I saw them talk about it um on one of their interviews. Dennis Smith was very aware why he wasn't getting minutes. He was like, "Listen, I know I have to play better on the defensive end." And I've been missing assignments and missing rotations. I'm getting better at that, and I will work on it. And I, you saw evidence of that today. So yeah, yo, kudos to Dennis Smith Jr. Yes, sir. Yeah. And you know, I also want to touch on touch on Kevin Knox too, because Kevin Knox he's been getting pulled because of his bad defense. Mm-hmm. He's only played only played ten minutes one game. Yeah. And that was the that was the Sixers game actually. The Sixers game. Do you want to yeah. do you want to recap the Sixers game real quick? Yeah, I got the I got the stats right, right here. Let's do the Sixers game real quick. All right, so the Knicks lost one hundred nine one hundred four. Yep. So I'm gonna do the oh. so I'm gonna do the Sixers stats right quick. So Joel Embiid led the way, twenty three points, twelve rebounds, five assists. Boo. Ben Simmons, eighteen points, thirteen assists, seven rebounds. And he hit a three. Yo, yeah, that's when you knew that the night was gone. Yeah, when he hit the when, three in the corner. When, yo, when he hit the three in the corner, everybody started river dancing in the crowd. Yeah. And I was like, come on, you're gonna hit your first three of the season against us. Exactly. Like yo. this is this is this is that's this is the that God's mess, man. That's yeah. that BS, man. That's that BS. And I hate how you act like nothing happened. Word. Man, celebrate. Don't act like it's nothing. Exactly. Word. Tobias Harris had 14 points, four assists, four rebounds. And yeah, he, I don't think he's even been shooting that well this season either. Nah. Mike Scott, this dude killed us like toward the end of the oh. game. 12 points, 4 rebounds. Jesus Christ, peas and rice. And Ennis the third had 11 points, 4 rebounds. Now I'm going to get to the Knicks stats. So the Knicks were led by Marcus Morris Sr., 22 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. Do we got to trade? Do we, we, man, we really going to trade our leading scorer? I know, right? That's, oof. That's, oof. Then we had Julius Randle, 17 points, 8 rebounds. Decent game. All right, all right. <laughs> no. Bruh. Because, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yo, I'm trying to remember what happened. I'm sorry, go ahead. Frank Nilakina had 17 points. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and he also had an impressive shooting game. Six of eight from the field, two of four from three, three of four from the free throw line. Your guy Dennis Smith Jr. also had a good game off the bench. Yeah. 13 points, two assists, five of nine from the field, two of, nine, two of three from the three-point range. 
and Todd Gibson had 11 points, four rebounds. Yeah, man, listen. This was the game. You know how we always talk about how, you know, the young guys have to develop? Mm-hmm. This is this game where I was like, yo, the, the veterans have to develop. Yeah. <laughs> the veterans got to yeah, develop. Yeah, yeah, like the veterans have to develop, man. Y'all yeah, yeah, unfinished product right now. Y'all yeah, yeah, pissing me off. What? <laughs> because that was the game where I felt like we got 30 points from our point guards this game. Yeah. In Frank and Dennis Smith Jr., which has never happened before. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Everybody's shooting well. Except for maybe like RJ and Dotson. Everybody's shooting 50% and above. Yeah. Game is on the line. And for some odd reason, Randall and Morris don't want to pass the ball. Yup. And I was going to say something on that too. I'm going I'm to I'm do it after the team stats though. The Sixers shot 44% from the field. 41% from three. The Knicks shot way better. 48%. 52% from three. Crazy. And lose the game. Exactly. I think the difference was, let me see. Let me see if we, we could spot a difference here. There's not really much difference between the Sixers, besides the Sixers getting to the free throw line more often and knocking 18 of their free throws while the Knicks only knocked in 11. But the thing I wanted to say for this game is that, okay, do the Knicks really have a go-to player? No. And this game was funny because Frank was killing. Yes. Then once Frank was sat down, that's when the that's when the Sixers came back in the game. Yeah. Okay. So here's yeah here's the thing. Like, I know I know a lot of guys were killing Fizz for putting the second unit in the game mm-hmm. when the Knicks was stepping on a throat. I yeah. think at that point we had a what was it a twenty four point lead or something. No, like seventeen. That? Seventeen point lead. Yeah. Right. I don't kill Fizz for putting that second unit in the game. Because if you remember correctly, you just read off Dennis Smith Jr.'s stats. Dennis Smith Jr. was killing. Yeah. That second unit was playing all right in that second quarter. So I, I will not kill Fizz for, you know, playing those guys at the end of the quarter. Like, they came in, what, three minutes, four minutes left? Yeah. So I will say, though, that he probably should have put in the starters earlier. Once he realized that that yeah, game was being so slipping away. Yeah. And I'll keep it at that. Yeah. And my thing is that, like, okay, the Knicks don't have a go-to player, right? So I feel like as if it should go to the player with the hot hand. Right. And I feel like Frank was playing pretty good on offense that game. I know it's not his forte, but I'm like, I feel like this was a moment where you could have a development moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And be like, okay, Frank, you have the hot hand this game. Let's try and run the offense through you a bit and see if we can, see if you can create shots for others. You know, you know, give him like a lot of pick and rolls. Right, right, right. And see if he can like get shots for others. And like, since you're shooting the ball well, if the jumper is there, take the jumper. Yeah. You know he, what I'm saying? Like, he, And then what it is too, he came in at such a critical moment of the game. Like by the time Frank came back into the game, the game was kind of already tightened up. Yeah. And it was already predetermined that Morris and Randall was not going to pass in the ball. Like, yeah. that was ha- that was not happening when he got in the game. And we kind of got away from what we, was working. Mm-hmm. And it was super frustrating to even watch, you know, Randall 
wave off RJ wide open in the corner for three just to call his own number and miss. Like, what is that? Bruh. Early bruh pick for you, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get there was hitting shots, clutch shots, mm -hmm. but you got to be able to look at the game and pass the ball in yeah, exactly. situations, man. Like, that's what I'm saying. These vets need developing sometimes. Word. And the same thing could happen when Morris, when Randall, Randall actually played great defense. Mm-hmm. Morris has the ball, fast break situation, had people open. It was like a two-on-four break. He decides to go to the hole, falls to the floor, gets nothing. Bruh. Trying to draw the foul. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I don't know, for some reason with, with Morris, it looks like he's trying to draw a foul. It doesn't even look like he's trying to make a basket, and he just kind of throws his body into the floor. Yeah. And the refs never call it, because it just looks like... Flop. Exactly. <laughs> it just looks like you're just reckless at this point. Like, yeah. There's a difference between being aggressive and reckless. Yeah. I mean, stick to your threes and, 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 and your mid-range. Yeah. <laughs> we like you there. Exactly. Drawing fouls is not your forte. Drawing fouls is not your forte. Your forte is getting under uh, Embiid's skin. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, <I'm... laughs> you, you, you know this because, you know, Embiid's a troll. You notice after the game when they asked Embiid about it, he he did not troll Marcus Morris. He answered that question maturely. Oh, come, come on, dog. You know what's up. Yo, I know I'm you know, nonviolent, you know. I I I do not want to see Morris get suspended. Yeah. But a part of me, just a little part of me, mm -hmm. low-key wanted to see. I wanted to see wrestle a match between Morris and yeah. Embiid. I wanted to see that. Word. I definitely wanted to see that. But I'm just saying that MB knows how to pick his battles. He answered that question mature, and mm -hmm. he and he didn't, you know, you kind of troll Morse or anything like that because he knows because he knows Morse is about that life. Oh yeah, Morse is from Philly. Yeah, like, like, he ain't gonna talk talk smack in his hometown. Exactly. Like, you know what happened? He got the goons. He can Word. leave New York. He can leave New York, but guess what? You live in Philly, bro. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody will come come see you. Exactly. All of a sudden, his whole family gonna see a whole bunch of dude with big with beards. Word. <laughs> in that front row. Yo, hey, what up? Exactly, and I and I love Morris's response after the game too. Oh yeah, it was classic. Yeah, because he was like, "How yo, he too big to be flopping." Yeah, man, <laughs> too big. Man. Exactly. Then, then he was like, "Some push-ups." Right? Then he was like, <laughs> and "Then he's like, you know, you know who I am. Like, I'm about this. I'm about it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's all. That's all I got to say about that. Word. <sighs> yeah, Knox didn't play that. Well. Oh wait, Knox, you better watch out. Mm -hmm. You better watch out these bad defensive games because guess what? Guess who's lurking in the wing? Ignis. Oh, Brasdakis. Yeah, man. Ignis Brasdinkis. He, he had a game. He had 36 points. Oh, yeah, Westchester Knicks. For the Westchester Knicks, 36.6 rebounds, one assist for Ignis. And I'm going to tell you something about Ignis. Ignis... He doesn't have anything between the ears wrong with him, man. He'll be able to actually play defense with the squad. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, it's, I mean, he's not the swiftest his foot, just like Knox is, but he's and he's an intelligent defender. Yep. So Knox, when you have any defensive lapses, don't 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 get too comfortable having people blow by you, man. Because when you have goose who we drafted scoring thirty six points in the G League, and you having a bad day, you might wake up and just see him on the court while you on the bench. It's not going to be a pretty sight. Not going to be a pretty sight. 
So yeah, shout out to shout out to Bra- to uh, Ignis, Brasdinkus, Brasdinkus. <laughs> <laughs> We're having that game. Also, we have to big up Kenny Wooten. Oh yeah, yeah man. Shout out to this guy, man. Dude set a record. Yes, he did. Kenny Wooten did set a record indeed. Had a nine block game. <laughs> Balls just being set in the stands in every direction. Yeah, man. <laughs> NBA G League record nine block game. So shout out to Kenny Wooten. He seemed like he was a little bit disgruntled. I think he also had like 10 points or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he seemed a little bit disgruntled. I don't know what it is. Um, I know that uh, he wants to be with the Knicks, mm-hmm. but I don't feel. I feel like he, he doesn't feel like he's getting the the chance he gets. Cause I, I don't know what he said on Twitter, but he, he he had like a little bit of a Twitter dust up, talking about he deserves better. Or, oh know? wow! Yeah. So shout out, to, yo Kenny. Chill, my chill, yo. Wait your turn. It'll come. It's coming. December 15th is coming. You know, you might have a roster spot open. Exactly. So who knows? Who knows? You might be getting a, a two-way contract or something. Who exactly. And, and with the way the Knicks are going right now, I mean, it's highly possible that that roster spot might open up. <laughs> Death, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And at and, and moments in time like this, like, I want to see Kenny get, you know, listen, Mitchell Robinson when Mitchell Robinson went down, you saw the difference in the team. We missed that shot-blocking presence, and we missed that rebounding presence. And that's something that Kenny Wooten can actually provide. Yeah. I don't know if the rebounding is, is on the level of Mitch's, but mm-hmm. the, the shot-blocking and the athleticism is it's, definitely It's definitely there. on there, yeah. Like, I, I love Taj Gibson. No, Taj is the constant professional. Mm-hmm. He sets great screens, probably the best screen setter on the team. Yeah. Um, plays great defense, very smart, heady player. But sometimes we need an athlete to match up with other athletes. And that game where we played the Pistons, mm-hmm. Taj didn't match up with him so well. And games like that is when you you, you think, well, maybe Wooten can make a difference and, you know, disrupt these lo- these lobs with his athleticism. Mm-hmm. So, you know, stay, stay calm, Wooten. Maybe we can call you up. Who knows what happened? True. Uh, we might be on a two-way contract soon. So, I mean, who knows? We might be shipping some of these guys out. Word. <sighs> All right. Am I missing anything, man? Uh, with that game or other games coming up? Anyway, do you do you want to do the Spurs? How do you feel about talking about the Spurs again? Do you want to do, do that to the people or not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe we could just briefly mention the game. Briefly. All right, cool. Yeah, because we already know the deal with this game. Yeah. Yeah, so Spurs won 111-104. Really wasn't that close. Yeah. Um, Spurs, LaMarcus Aldridge, 23 points, 6 rebounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DeRozan, 21 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patty Mills, 17 points off the bench. Boo! Trey Lyles, 12 points off the bench. Boo! Nick Stats. Um, Marcus Moore Sr., 20 points, 7 rebounds. Yo, how did he do that? <laughs> How did he do that? Because that game, he was playing like Trinity to the Dash. Yeah. All of a sudden, I look up and he has 20 points and he's the leading scorer. Word. I was like, what the heck? I'm like, I, I, you know what? I feel like most of that happened in garbage time, but whatever. Yeah. Julius Randle, 14 points, 8 rebounds. RJ Barrett, 13 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. You know what? I'll, I'll clap him. 
Matter of fact, RJ Barrett is the only one in the starting line that had a positive plus minus. Yeah. I feel like him and Frank were probably the bright spots of that game in general. Yeah. Um. Bobby Portis, 16 points. Oh, and Bobby Portis. Yeah, off the bench. Wayne Ellington had 13 points off the bench. Wayne Ellington sighting. Yes, sir. And Frank Nilakina had nine points, nine assists, six steals, and no turnovers. This was the game that pissed everybody off about Julius Randle, y'all. Mm-hmm. This was the game. Because this is the game that after all the calf... See, this is what happens with Julius and these guys, man. Mm-hmm. They play well, they get too happy, and then they come in that next game and they feel like they don't have to try. They feel like they that good. You're not. You're not that good. You, 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 you can't just you can't just relax mm-hmm. and think things are gonna work out for you. You you know what I think it is, man? Because if you've noticed, a lot of these blogs that happen at home happen on a Saturday. It's leaving. I'm. I'm. I, so I don't you, know. Uh, you think they're clubbing? I'm, you think they? You, you, I'm, you, I'm just saying. They, 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 they Joe King Noah. I'm just saying. Maybe they can't handle New York. Maybe some of these players are going out on Friday nights. Maybe one oak be packed with the Knicks players. I don't know what it is. Wow. And I mean, shoot, if they party that one oak, invite me too. You know what I'm saying? He's too lit. So Julius is too lit for New York. I don't know what it is, but no, but man. but those side niggas are keep getting smacked. So I'm like, it gotta be something. We starting rumors here. <laughs> <laughs> Julius Randall too lit for New York. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they Gerald Smith in New York City right now. I, I don't mean, know. Listen, all these guys are young. Yeah, honest. Julius Randall's a vet, but he's 24. He's not. You know, he can't be gone. No, he, no, 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 no. He got a wife. He got a wife. Yeah, so, so but but still though he could he could he could still be partying into the night you know just being responsible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, so, <laughs> man. oh man, I don't but, know what it is, man. But this game pissed me off, man. This is the one where like the Spurs got on like a seven zero run, and a lot of that had to happen because Julius Landle's lazy ass on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Lazy dog, like, yeah. like there was things happening where he wasn't playing help defense. He would iso, miss the shot, jog back down the court. He he, he and he would just or he would just lose track of man and stop trying. Like he would. The Knicks are top in the league, in, in you know in paint defense. But sometimes I wonder is just is it just because Julius Randle just not paying attention mm-hmm. and just. Sits in the paint while the man shoots threes, cause that's what was happening yesterday. Yeah. So like, I don't know, man. Like between the bad defense from Julius and the ISO ball from Julius, yesterday was the game where I was like, "Dog, you are pissing me off." Yeah. Man. Sit this man down, and and these are the games where I'm wondering, like, why doesn't Phil bench? Why doesn't Fizz bench him? Fizz needs to bench him. Games like that, he has to take accountability. Cause, exactly. Because we, he's not going to learn. Exactly. And you know, that just reminded me of something too. Um, because the Bulls, right? Right. There was a report that came out where Zach Levine, where the coach didn't like the defensive effort that Zach Levine was playing was putting in, in that game, and he benched Levine because of that. Mm. And then the next game, like Levine felt disrespected. The next game dude came out and dropped forty nine. 
Mm. Naveen so dropped 49. Yeah. I mean, if that's the way you feel like you beat this, I'm benching you, man. <laughs> and my thing is that, like, in Chicago, in, you know, their coach Boylan, like, Levine is the big earner on the Bulls because I think he's on like a four-year, eighty million dollar contract, and he had the and he had the balls to bench Levine and be like, you know what, you're not playing good defense. I'm a I'm a bench you. And, and and this is the thing, man. That's why I I mentioned this earlier about the Marcus Saul situation. I wonder if Fizz is gun shy about doing that again because he felt like he got fired because of that before. Mm-hmm. He benched Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul kind of iced him out, and he ended up getting fired. They always choose the player over the coach. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's in the back of his mind when he sees Julius Randle do do things like that, mm-hmm. and he's not benching him because he needs to be benched when he's not yeah, playing well. Exactly. That that solves everything. And plus, sometimes we're just too slow with two plotting big men on a on a defensive end. Like it helps mm-hmm. when we have posting small forwards to have both of those guys out. But sometimes we're too slow. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. So like my whole thing is like. Why doesn't Fizz, like, try to light a fire in these guys and be like, you know what? Like, I don't care if you're the big earner on this team. Like, if you're not going to play defense, I'm not going to play you. It might be that time. Like, because, I mean, the Knicks are 4-13 and right now, so it's like, yo, what, what do you really have to lose? It might be that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, start, put, start you know, putting, putting down a heavy hand and be like, you know what? If you don't play defense on this team, you're going on the bench. Simple as that. I don't care. Yeah. I don't. Ca- I don't care if you're the last man on the bench. I don't care if you're the star player on the team. Everybody plays defense. That's that. Yeah. Now I feel you. I feel you. And doing that, you might lose your locker room or lose the veterans if you do that. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. You might have to do it, man. Yeah. You might have to do it. Reward, reward the guys who's, who's going to to play. On exactly. That. Because even there, I was watching the interview and he was saying during the halftime. He actually went to the guy. And he was like, "Hey, do I have to make any adjustments?" No, and they were like, "No, you just have to play harder." Mm-hmm. There were no adjustments made. They just played harder. <laughs> <laughs> just played harder. And managed to get back into the game at least. <laughs> exactly. So it's like that Spurs game. Mm-hmm. That's on the players. Yeah. That's next game. I can say the coach. Knox, <laughs> starting Knox, that was weird. I put that on couch. Yeah. That Spurs game, I was on the players. Pretty much. That's all I got. <laughs> and also want to big up Frank this game too. Not not because um of the stat line, but because more so of the defense he was playing because there was a lot of times in that fourth quarter where I saw the Spurs players and they saw like they had and and like they had the ball and they saw that Frank was guarding them. Oh, they got skirted. Yeah, and 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 Patty so Mills is dreaming of it. And, <laughs> and they did not want the smoke, yo. Like they did not want Frankie smokes. I hate that nickname, yeah. but I feel like in this situation it works. I'm trying to get this guy's name right now. Um, yeah, I think it was the point guard on the Spurs, White. Mm-hmm. The dude with the wild hair? Yeah, yeah, big hair. There, there was one play, right? <laughs> in, a, in, in, <laughs> in the fourth quarter where he had the ball, right? And he saw Frank was gone there, and, he just, and he was just like, oh, damn. Ah, so I'm he, having a bad day. So you, know what he, so you know what this dude decided to do? He was like, yo, I'm not even going to dribble the ball. I'm going to just take a deep three there over Frank. Air ball. There you I go. Like, <laughs> Skirt. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he was putting clamps on everybody. Like, oh yeah, man, yeah. The, he single handedly forced. I, I I think he got like the six points he died. I just I feel like he just was just cut straight off of defense. Yeah, straight up. 
Man up. Mano y mano. Yep. Yo, shout out to Frank, man. Frank, Frank gonna be all right, yo. Yeah, he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna be just fine. He's gonna be just fine. And I was thinking it's gonna be another team, but shoot, the way he's playing, it might just be with us. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> That's something good I can feel about this season. Yeah, I mean, like, if the Knicks can just get, like, uh, if the Knicks can just strike gold and get, like, a superstar in the draft or something. Man, man. I'm hoping, man. <laughs> I'm hoping the Pelicans situation happens. Exactly. Well, no, actually, no, with four wins, that don't even have to happen. We can, we might be right there right that, now. That's what I'm saying. Like, And I think, like, this draft is deep enough to where, like, even if the Knicks are in the top five, they're getting somebody special. Yeah. Because they got, what, LaMelo Ball, Cole Anthony, um, Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of guys on this draft kind of coming up who, like, who are potential special players? If Knicks can just get like a top five, top four pick yeah, at we, least, yeah, Knicks are gonna end up with somebody special. Yeah, we 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 just need one of these guys to even develop. Even if we, even if we don't, if we do get them and we get mm-hmm. draft the guard, we need somebody to develop too, so we can at least trade for another piece. Yeah, exactly. Way. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. All right, guys, it's time for one of the favorite parts of the show. Yes. Oh, who picks? Ooh, picks, if you have not heard, are the best plays of the week by the Knicks. We only pick plays from the Knicks, and that is all. Nobody else, all about us. And I know we've been losing a lot, so it might be hard, mm-hmm. but you know, we found something for you. Yeah, there's, there's a few there's in a few, there. There's a few yeah, there's in a there. There's a few in there. Throughout the heartache and the pain. Yes. All right, so, so who's going to go first? Oh, I, I mean, you know what? You know what? Go ahead. Go home. Oh. All right, so um, my first ooh pick is going to be Knicks versus Spurs. Okay. Frank Nilakina with the clamps. Mm-hmm. So the Spurs were inbound on the ball. It was the first quarter. I think it was Patty Mills at point it was. guard. I think it was Mills. And they were trying to inbound the ball, but Frank was, wasn't having it. Nope. Frank stole the inbounds pass, went up for the easy two layup. Oh! Pablo Pigioni style, man. Yes, sir. I love when Pablo did that. He was a master at like hawking mm-hmm. the, the the inbounds play and getting that steal. Like, oops, who's yeah. inbound? Yup. Next ooh pick, Knicks Sixers. Mm. Fast break. Frank was leading the fast break. Okay. Found Randall coming on the wing. Passes it to Randall. Uh. Randall goes up for the layup, but he was a bit too hot off the glass. Of course. but luckily he had rj barrett there falling up the miss saving you again goes rises up over horford one-handed slams it back in oh rj man they said he wasn't athletic seems pretty athletic to me yeah man (laughs) what games y'all watching yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right all right all right so I have my ooh picks as well. First ooh pick goes to somebody. I don't think I really had an ooh pick like that before. I don't know if this is to my guy Dot Free Dot. Oh, Free Dot. Dot. Damn it. So Dotson has the ball. This is the Cavs game. Dotson has the ball towards the three point line. Uh. Does a crossover. Hits him with the crossover. Wham. I don't know who's going to hit him with the crossover. Wham. Yeah. <laughs> loses him. Charge to drive left. This dude, I don't know, help defense comes and loses the help defense. Splits two defenders. Does the oopsie do. Hits him with the euro step and a layup for easy two. 
Oh. Well, it look easy. But with the way it went in, it looked easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's adding the Euro to his the game. The Euro step. And I'm American, son. Word. <laughs> the, the Houston Euro. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Shout out to, to, to Megan Thee Stallion, who, who, who was looking at Dots and played that game. Oh, yeah. Shout out Dot. <laughs> yeah. You have, to, you have to shoot your shot, Dot. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you give you props. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, y'all from the same city anyway. I'm saying you probably live down the block. Word. That's, that's a nice little summer vacation. True that. Yeah, true yeah. that. Do that. Do that. Do that. Do that. Do that. Okay. Anyway, next, <laughs> next ooh pick comes from um, the Fort Green bully. Oh. Sixty-seven. Taj. Taj, over here putting in that work. And B over here thinking, oh, I don't have to guard this man. But no, you're wrong. You do. Taj gets the ball. Quick dribble to the right. Spins quick left. Jumps. Elevates. And dunks the ball. Hammer. Reject. Boom shakalaka. For the two. Hangs on the rim a little bit for good measure. But not enough to get a tech. Yeah. For two points. Oh. Leaving MB. Crying in the dust. <laughs> he wasn't crying, but you know. Yeah. In my heart, it felt like it looked embarrassing what he did to him. Yeah. Even though we lost. Word. But still. It, was, it wasn't that game seven cry. Yeah, it wasn't that game seven. <laughs> it, wasn't that. it was definitely not that. <laughs> and actually, wait, I think I got one more. Okay. From. Shoot, let me see if I can remember this one correctly, though. This one. What game was this? They were doubling Dotson. Mm-hmm. Dotson gives up the ball to Frank. Frank kind of gets in his bag. I think he does like a crossover. Mm-hmm. Dribbles hard right. Looks like he's about to rise for the for the jumper. Uh, but ends up being a pump fake. The defender jumps in the air, falls for the pump fake, gets a f- the cape, flies out the way. Mm-hmm. Frank... Rem- Gains his composure, shoots the ball with a leaner for two points. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that's it. All right. And yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all my old picks for today. I'm done. There we go. Ooh, say done. <laughs> all right, and now it is time for Bruh. the bruh picks. If you don't know, the bruh picks are the plays of the week. That are stupid, <laughs> that are dumb, that are bruh worthy. Like the what are you doing? Sometimes we even give it a whose man's is this is that crazy. If it's that bad. If it's that bad, man. And man, I've been taking a break on the bruh picks for a while. I've just, mm-hmm. I just been letting <laughs> I just been letting Ryan handle it. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan, what are your bruh picks this week? Oh yeah, just to let you know, bruh picks are not, don't have to be, you know, yeah. Knicks related. It, it doesn't even have to be basketball related. It's just all over. It could just be something stupid that Yeah. <laughs> like, Ryan just fell out on the floor and tripped over a rake and hit his face. I'm like, that's a bruh pick. Exactly. Bruh. That hasn't happened, though, because he's smooth. Exactly. But... <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead, Ryan. What are your bruh picks today? My first bruh pick goes to the point god, Tristan Thompson. Oh, Lord. Again? Bruh. Back-to-back bruh pick Drake. He was here last week, and he's back again? Yes. Okay. So this wasn't like last week. I think his coach had a talk, had a talk with him, and he was like, "You know what? Please do not run point guard again." Okay, coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, I don't know if you remember, but um, he was at the free throw line against the Knicks. Oh! <laughs> How did yeah. I miss this one? <laughs> he threw up a free throw. Oh, no. And it airballed. Bruh. <laughs> smooth. Yes. Very smooth. Good job, Tristan. Yeah, man. Good job. Yeah. Jamaica's disappointing you, but good job. Once again! <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to trade you to Trinidad. Dog. Word. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> like, I, I like Trinidad once, but whatever. <laughs> Chloe don't even want you. Never mind. Bruh. That's it for me. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, second um, broad pick goes to the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Yes. <laughs> Against the Bulls. He caught the Tristan Thompson syndrome. Uh, again? <laughs> he was at the free throw line. Oh, what is up with this dude, man? And airballs the free throw. Bruh. Yo, I feel like... Uh, I feel like we, he dodged the bullet. Cause I feel like this is not the first time he's airballed the free throw. It's not the first time. This season. But I don't think we've called that out. But we called it out now. Bruh. He did. You might be the reigning MVP, but working your free throws, my guy. Yeah. Work on that. Yes. You 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 and RJ and Randall. Tristan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and my third bro pick is the Whose Man's is this? Whose man's is this? Jonas Valentunas for the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm. In a game against the Denver Nuggets. Right. My dude thought he was hot sauce or somebody from N1 for a moment. Well he's not. Definitely not. <laughs> he drives to the basket. Hmm. He sees his guy in the corner. Peeping. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to be fancy with this pass. Ooh, I just watched the annual mixtape series. Exactly. <laughs> My dude turns his back to the guy, does a behind the back, no look pass like this. Ooh, saucy. And passes it straight to the Denver player. Bruh. To start a fast break. <laughs> Uh, uh, who's man is that? That is hilarious. Yeah. Yo. Yo, we need footage of that for the for the Yes. <laughs> it's out there because trust me, I don't I don't think it wasn't on Shaq and the Fool. I think it was on Shaq and the Fool too. Oh man, that had Yeah. Be. So footage is out there. You just gotta find it. Oh man. <laughs> too funny. And that is my bro picks for the week. All right. Man, yo, who do we have next, man? Do you know who oh, we're playing? Yeah. What's the I'm next a, games, man? I'm going to check the schedule right now. Because right now, the Knicks are on the schedule of doom. And, the, and you know what? I, to be honest, I felt like we had a chance to win this Nets game. And we lost that. Yeah. So I'm kind of hurt. <sighs> so here's the schedule upcoming. I know it doesn't get better. I know it doesn't. It definitely does not. Raptors on Wednesday. Oh! 76 is again on Friday at the Garden. And then the Celtics on Sunday. Yikes. And that's an early game, so we'll be able to watch that game and then do the podcast afterwards. Oh, my. Oh, my. God. Thank you. Thank you, basketball guy. Yes. I'm tired of this. Yes. All right. Game, game's at 3.30. Yo, the funny thing is, I'll. We got a shot, man. We got a shot. I feel like we've been Ooh. close with these Celtics. Yeah. We've been close with the the, the Celtics. 
is Kemba Walker going to be back first of all? Yeah, because he suffered that concussion. He suffered a concussion. Yeah. Um, I know it's Knicks because Kyrie Irving was out today and we still lost. Yeah. But to, to, to the Nets' credit, they've been actually been playing better without Kyrie. Imagine that. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Things that make you go. Uh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> the 76ers, we gave that game away. Yeah. And this time it'll be at home, but then again, you can't trust the Knicks at you home. You can't trust the Knicks at home, man. And to be honest, Frank plays better away, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. If that, I don't know if that's in our favor. The Raptors is going to be a tough one. That's that, that, the tough one. That, that's in Toronto. So Ooh. Knicks play better on the road, but then it's like, that's the Raptors. That's <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, not enough Canadian beacon in the world is yeah. going to help us win that game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Meh. I, I, I want to say Knicks are going to win one of those games at I least. I want to, too, man, <laughs> but it's the... We, mm. I'm leaving it right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say I'm gonna say one game. Yeah, one they, for three. Yeah, yeah, they gotta win at least one of those games. Yeah, at least win. All right, cool. And that's not being super homer, I don't think. Yeah. All right, that is our show. It is later than usual. It is ten thirty-five on a Sunday. We are yeah. out of this place, man. Yeah, hungry you, as hell. I need to eat. Yeah, we need to eat. <laughs> yo, thanks, yo, thanks, Chris, cameraman, for holding us down. Word. Later than thought, but um, yeah, decent show nonetheless. I'll, hopefully next year we'll be even better with some more guests coming through. Um, yeah, um, I want you to watch this show, watch this show on youtube.com slash the Nick Time Show to get the visuals going. Exactly. Also want to thank the followers on IG. We reached 9,000 the other day. Oh, yeah, I clapped that up. Got so the sponsors, if you want to advertise with us, we do have 9,000 followers who are yeah. active, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, come, you know, come through. Come true, come true, come true. Um, also, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on The Nick Time Show on Instagram and The Nick Time Show on Facebook and you can, The KOT Show on Twitter. And you can watch our their blogs. The blog is, is getting popping too with the writers. Shout mm-hmm. out to the writers. Um, I know Ryan. I know Ryan's been busy. Yeah, busy at the moment. Mm-hmm, but they've been holding down. Shout out to you guys, Ken and them. Uh, NickTimeShow.com to, to read those. Also, we got merch there as well, so definitely check out the merch. Mm-hmm. Um, am I missing anything? Am I missing? Oh, oh. Well, iTunes. IGs. Oh, yeah. Oh, iTunes, yes. Yeah, also, Spotify. Yeah, Stitcher. you can also on Spotify. Yeah. Also on iTunes. Also on SoundCloud, The Nick of Time Show. We're also on Dash Radio on Wednesdays. Yes. Um, And I think that's about it. What is your IG, sir? Sergi is chilling. Sergi is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. Hopefully, some writing soon. You know, yeah. getting getting through life right now. Getting through life, man. Yeah. Life things, life things. Word. Yeah, you can find me at Jealous Draw Things. That's J E L L I S Draw Things because I draw things. Just like that Ninja P shirt. Cop yes. that. People loving that drawing, so definitely cop that. Um, yeah, and that is all. Yeah. Thank you, man, for coming true. No doubt. Good show today. We are out of here. Peace. Peace and love to where you from. But all of the money ever come. Say a bit. Bright lights, big city. Bright lights, big city. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Represent for my New York City crew. Say again. Bright lights, big city. Dreams.
I should have never loved you more than I loved myself. Thought if I could heal you, I could heal me too. Maybe find a real me in you. And I'm sorry. I should have never put that pressure on you. Should have known better. Should have never let you in. Should have never gave you that ride home. Should have never got addicted to your life. With the gap that a match mine and melt cast on and in this beauty I would bash Bash up, hold up, wait. I need a flask, fill that thing up with that brown water. I'm about to splash. Pools full of liquor and I'm diving in it. Dug in my paint and found a diamond in it. But see the way you scandalize my name with random lies. I, I know you love me still. Cause you keep my name in your mouth like a slunch time. It ain't no punchline. You laughed and cried. Our past divide, but ooh, I know you love me still. You burnt me, yes, but I still wish you good luck on your journey, Yo, journey. I think I love my wife. I gotta tell Chris Rock, but a few days ago, girl told me to kick rocks. My heart used to race, now it's a pit stop. But in the end, she missing my Alfred Hitchcock. Running to her girls like he did this. He ain't spending no money on our weekend trip. I ain't rich, baby. I ain't got Gucci in the closet. From all this stress, you're making me an alcoholic. Like, why oh why? Like, why oh why? Why you gotta treat it like this? She was trying to destroy your brother, but what you think? Can't be your lover. I done moved on, back on my grind. And she looked surprised like her credit card declined. Yeah, that's me in that Range Rover. The game's over. The payola got the chain colder. Look at him. Now you can hate, baby, from the sidelines. And I'ma stay flexing like I'm hot nine. And smoking bud that you see on high times. Red man and I'm about mine. But see the Get way em. you scandalize my name with random lies. I, I know you love me still. Cause you keep my name in your mouth like a slunch time. It ain't no punchline. You laughed and cried. Our past divide. But ooh, I know you love me still. You burned me. But I still wish you good luck on your journey, journey. Yeah. Yes, sir. Red man is in the building. Edson Sean in the building. Uh -uh. DJ Static in yeah. the building. Ha <laughs> ha.